Adam Manis. My name is Peter Martin. You're listening to Peter the, Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. A bespoke podcast. You gotta about, stop with the bespoke, buddy. Has your family not podcast, told you that yet? This podcast is a bespoke podcast about jazz. Explain. Peter, if everything is bespoke, then nothing is bespoke. <laughs> no, but this, and for the last two months, everything has been bespoke. That is true. Well, you know what? Today's my big day, my big hurrah bespoke. This is the last day, so I want to go out in a a flame of bespokenness. <laughs> this is going to be the most, and, you, and he's like, and it's going to be the most bespoke way to quit anything ever. Is but you way. know what? Bespoke is an underrated term. Oh, or is it overrated? I like the way this is. That's a nice transition there. It is underrated. It is overused in the context of this podcast, but it's an underrated term. And that leads us into what we're talking about today, which are underrated albums from artists that you may know. So this comes to us from a listener. Uh, this is a speak pipe. You can always go to you'll hear it.com and leave us a message. We we're back on the pipe. We, as we, say. <laughs> we haven't been on the speak Let's pipe hit the in a pipe, while. Man. We sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we hit the pipe. Yeah. Um, before we do that, we'll just remind you, you can go to you'll hear it to leave us a question. People I might be like, what are you talking literally about? Literally just pipe? said that. Oh, you did? Just said go did to you'll hear it.com. 100% did. Okay. What about you'll hear it.org? Stay with me, Peter. Gotcha. Bespoke attention There's a lot going span. on today. Yeah. Also, a little foreshadowing, more on this to come. Uh, go to you'll hear it.com because we're going to be announcing a yeah. very special live event. Yeah. Can we even say what it is? No, we can't yet. We can't yet. Why can't we? Well, we, we're in charge of this thing. I mean, we could if we wanted to. Nervously looks over at producer. Um, <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> we do have a live event coming up. Oh, you just, just throwing Check. it out you there? You just said it. He's you just said the exact thing. Yeah, we have a live event coming up. So go. we're going to announce it here once everything's got a button on it. Um, little, a little foreshadowing. It's likely going to be in a, in a little place that rhymes with fru shork. No, it's not. That's the best I can come Did up you with. You say fru shork? <laughs> you know, like New York. And you're a professional <laughs> improviser. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, more on that to come. Go to you'll hear it.com for all things you'll hear it. And to leave a speak pipe as Thomas did. Let's, let's take a gander 
as we say in the biz. Okay. Hey guys, it's Thomas in Madison, Wisconsin. I play piano and trombone. Uh, first, just wanted to say thanks for sort of uh, nudging me back into jazz piano. I do play a little bit, but had kind of drifted away in recent years. And uh, I saw Adam's uh, Kush Chords video. And besides being just really useful, that was it was fun and just sort of got me back into playing. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, my question for you guys, it seems fairly obvious, but I when I search the archives, I don't find it. So maybe you haven't answered it yet in this format. And that is, what are some underrated underappreciated jazz albums from the great players that you think just aren't talked about enough. Um, and by the way, I don't mean like, you know, hidden gems or bootlegs that almost nobody knows about, or, you know, no one can hear. No, I mean like albums that are out there in the world that anyone could go listen to right now that just maybe aren't appreciated enough. Um, I can give an example for me. It would be, uh, one would be the album Crescent by John Coltrane. I overappreciate um, Crescent. Honestly, yes. one of my favorite albums of his. You know, people talk about a Love Supreme, Giant Steps, my favorite things, but don't hear much about Crescent, and I think you should because it's a great album. Uh, what are some examples for you guys of you know albums by major artists that you could go? Okay, we got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Thomas. This is okay. So this is such an interesting thing because yeah. we actually talk about crescent uh, a bunch and sometimes it's we feel like we over, yeah sometimes yeah. i feel like we over talk about it but obviously not and like what makes a coltrane album like giant steps kind of in the zeitgeist of greatest albums but crescent is not and what makes it underappreciated or underrated well it's really interesting so i picked uh so so crescent is a very similar style of album to a love supreme Right, mm -hmm. which is probably the more famous version, okay, right? right. The, the spiritual masterpiece, right? Right. But Crescent is also a spiritual masterpiece, and right. for a lot of people, is the better version of the spirit, like is the most impactful version of that sound that that group was getting around that time. I also picked one, another John Coltrane album that I think it's overshadowed by Giant Steps, which happened a few years before, but Coltrane's sound, you know, the album Coltrane yes, sound, Coltrane sound. Brad Mel, that was just yeah. talking about this album. That on got, that, that's what got me thinking about it on that man. interview with Rick Beato. Yeah. He's talking about the, the opening track and night has a thousand eyes, but there are so many bangers on Coltrane sound. And it is one of, it might be my all time favorite Coltrane album. So it starts with the night. It has a thousand eyes, but there's central park West Liberia, this amazing version of body and soul equinox satellite, uh, which is How High the Moon with Coltrane Changes. And then the last track, which is absolutely unbelievable, and that's what we're going to hear a little bit of, 26-2. Mm. Going through those keys yep. in thirds. It's an absolute banger of an album. Another great track. Satellite. Mm. Pure vibe. I think, you know, if Giant Steps is, you know, the first time we hear the so-called Coltrane changes. Yeah. Coltrane sound, I think, is the best use of these like shifting tonal centers. Yeah. He used it to such great effect on this album. I love this album so much. Maybe this is the ultimate of that sound. And, I think it might be. And Giant Steps is more penultimate, if anything. 
you know, I think you're on to something here. Yeah, no, that's great. And certainly underappreciated um, and underrated for sure. Cool. Um, you know, I was thinking about this and I did a video called The Real 10 Greatest Jazz Albums. Controversial. Controversial because of its ridiculous title, I will admit, um, that was foisted upon me by the marketing department here at Open Studio. Uh, actually, I came up with it my, myself. <laughs> you I are think. the marketing <laughs> No, but, that, but this whole thing, and we'll link to the video here, and then there's also a Spotify playlist over the video if you want to get into that. But it's basically underrated or underappreciated are those the same thing? I don't even know. They're Under similar. Yeah. They're Sometimes things are underappreciated because they're not, you know, underrated almost makes it sound like it's been listened to, but it was given a low rating. So maybe that's a little bit of underappreciated a Underappreciated may, may mean it's like not as talked about. Right. But everybody Still who knows about it loves it. Right. Exactly. I and I, I mean, for sure, Crescent is a great example of that over the years. It's just, it's always been such a big album to me. Even and I love your comparison to Love Supreme. I never, I never thought about it like that. But that, that's how maybe an album becomes underrated or underappreciated because there's another album that gets it's like this or that, right? And then that they, you know, to people that go deep on this stuff and really study it and are like geeking out on this, we're going with both. That's right. But to a lot of people, it's kind of like you know, yeah. There's no bad John Coltrane album from this whole era, right? You know, from this whole late fifties. Yeah. I mean, for his whole career, basically. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Those two are not as talked about as Giant Steps and A Love Supreme. Yep. Yep. Um, but one of the ones, I don't know what you have pulled up over there if you want to play, but one of the ones from uh, that 10 greatest jazz albums is Duke Ellington and Ray Brown. I think this one's underrated because a lot of people haven't heard it. I haven't heard this one. Yeah. And it's, uh, the record is called This One's for Bland. It's a tribute they did to Jimmy Bland, of course, the great bass player on Pablo. And it's kind of a weird thing because it's a duo record and it's like Duke Ellington and Ray Brown. And Duke Ellington, maybe not, especially from this period, as known for his piano playing, certainly not his solo or duo playing. He was a great player. This, I'm just going to put it out there. And this record has a great vibe too. It's Check got it a out. great vibe. This Check is it out. Do Nothing Till You Hear From mm. Me from This One's for Bland. good is that That's Do Nothing Till You Hear From Me from this one's from Blanton. That's Duke Ellington and Ray Brown. Of course, celebrating uh, Duke's longtime bassist, Jimmy Blanton, yeah. an innovator on the instrument. And what's funny about this being kind of underappreciated, underrated, is that it's not like like the Love Supreme thing where there's another duo album with Duke Ellington and Ray, or maybe there is, I don't know of it, that overshadows this. This is already such a unique thing, yeah. you know, for those two to come together for sure. in the duo format. So another one from your video of the, of your real top 10 greatest jazz albums that I thought of would be a great, uh, addition to this list too of underrated, underappreciated albums 
is, you know, when, when people think about Bill Evans, they mm. usually think about, you know, his work on Kind of Blue with Miles yep. Davis. They think about albums like Sunday at the Village Vanguard, Portrait and Jazz, Waltz for Debbie. But yep. I don't hear as many people talking about Interplay. I hear yeah. you talking about Interplay. I love this record. But this is Interplay from Bill Evans. Check it out. It's Freddie Hubbard, Percy Heath, Jim Hall, and Philly Joe Jones. One of the great covers, too, of its yeah. era. young Freddie Hubbard. Yeah. And definitely the shadow of Miles Davis because of his association with all these musicians. But then a young Freddie Hubbard on the on the come up, as we say. Got that harmony. How great is that? It's such a good sounding record too, man. Uh. Jim Hall. Yeah. What a player. Great Bill Evans comping on here behind, behind everybody. It's yeah, it's, it's a cool record and um, definitely underrated. Another one that I want to add to the list, Peter, is, you know, one of our favorite pianists is McCoy Tyner. When you think of McCoy Tyner, you think of, what do you think of? You think of Reaching Forth. Right. You might think of... The, well, I put that one as an underrated. Oh, is, underrated. is that one out there? Real I mean, McCoy. Real McCoy is the big as, as, one. Yeah. Right? Um, there's And there's, you know, a ton of the early stuff, too, that might be underrated. But yeah. this one is one that uh, people don't talk about enough, in my opinion. I actually think this is... For me, I like this more than Real McCoy. This is Time for Tyner. It starts oh. with this beautiful tune, African Village. Yep. Oh. The sound of this album is amazing. The Blue Note record, 1969. Ollie Rhythms, two different times going on. Huh. on this record? The great version of I Didn't Know What Time It Was mm. on this album, too. So good, man. Bobby Hutcherson? Bobby Hutcherson, yeah. Herbie Laws on the bass, Her sorry, Herbie Lewis on the bass, Freddie, Freddie Waits on Freddie Waits, excuse me. Great is that? Yeah. Just vibe. I used to have this LP. I just remembered. 
I still have this LP. Nice. Yeah, this is a regular on my on my uh, turntable at home. Yeah, and this is like kind of foreshadowing a great period for McCoy. I'm, I was thinking about Trident. Yep. That album could have been, which was you know quite a bit later, but ten years later, Super Trios. Yeah, yeah. What a what a great. I mean, when all that like real jazz died in the seventies, I'm like McCoy Tyner. Yo. Hello, and a lot of others. But yeah, I mean, well, McCoy your, was your Duke Ray Brown album yeah, too. Great stuff happening in there. Yeah. That's a great one. All right, we got one more here, and this is back to your video uh, for the ten real greatest jazz album of all Ooh. time. This is from, this is a little more recent. This is from the Roy Hargrove Quintet. Wait, no, this isn't on your video. No, I have Roy on there. You have Roy, we could do that one, one, but I think this one's even better. This is from an album that I don't know of. Because it's underrated. It's underrated. It's, it's called The Vibe. The Vibe. This was a, such an important record, I think. This was from like 93, 92, something like that. Maybe even a little earlier. Um, and it's, you know, with his, what I would say is like one of Roy's first great quintets. Uh, Greg Hutchinson on drums, front of the pod. Rodney Whitaker on bass, yeah. Mark Carey, like this was right at sort of the apex of their early relationship of great compositions between Mark Carey and, and Roy Hargrove, a lot of Carey um, compositions on here, and um, Antonio Hart on saxophone, and then there was some great guests and stuff. I don't know which which track do you have pulled up. You can play anything. I've got a, a, a cool James Williams tune pulled up called Alter Ego. And I think this one's underrated because this was so influential on young players like just a little bit younger i mean this is like roy was whatever 22 23 24 something like that everybody was young then yeah you probably heard alter ego before check this out yeah it's a great tune mm. yeah roy and antonio had that hookup with the with the melody it's a vibe right yeah Mark Carey on piano, Hutch on drums, yeah. Rodney Micro on bass. Wait, there's two saxophones in there? Yeah. I know there was a couple of dead guests like David Fathead Newman, Branford. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's Branford on there. I heard them play live so much with Antonio. And this... That's a little three voices there. It's a Blakey tune, right? Like it was on yeah, a Blakey album? Yeah. Ooh, it was a Blakey was, album? Yep. Of course, yeah, James Williams. Boys. Of course. Mm. Yeah, that's that's tenor solo. So that's... That's not Branford, though. Is it? That must be Fathead Newman. Yeah, yeah. David Newman. Ah. Uh. Okay, it was, yeah. 1992. Uh. Woo. It's a fun record. Here's it was little, another record. Uh, Jules Stein song, The Things We Did Last Summer. Oh, yeah. It was another yeah, record one? right around this time. They did a live record with the same band. This is great. Mark Carey. Oh yeah, yeah. Greg Hutchinson brushes. Is he a ma was he a master already at age twenty one? Could you not listen to Hutch and Roy Hargrove play ballads all day long? I know, totally. That's some good coffee house jazz music right there, my friend. <laughs> Mark Carey. 
Man, it's so beyond coffeehouse jokes. I know. I, I, was, I, was, I was just dangling out there to see if you were going <laughs> to snap I, at I, it. You knew you're I was leading today, the Wikipedia. So you're sorry, like, I don't is Adam paying attention? I don't mean to interrupt you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that next time. Until then. You'll hear it. <laughs> <laughs>